Hi, welcome to Teach the Word. Uh, I want to do a devotional from the poem at the end of Proverbs 31, the Eshet Hyle poem. Let's just start with prayer. Lord Jesus, we invite you into our time. Please help this recording process to work. Help the technology to not glitch. And Lord, help your word to, to change us. Let us change by hearing your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, uh, I'll start in verse 10. By the way, this is a Hebrew acrostic poem. Verse 10 starts with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, following verse with the next letter, all the way to the end of the chapter. So I'll read the poem to begin with. Who can find a virtuous wife? Again, I'm in Proverbs 31, verse 10. For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and the hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hand to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have, gone, have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Well, you probably hear my Eshet Heil in the background, because uh, you can hear the, the banging and the clanging of the dishes. That's my wife, who incidentally gave me this shirt I'm wearing for Christmas. You see, girl dad? It's because we have just girls. So I'm very thankful to God for my wife, and I do consider her to be an Eshet Heil, a virtuous woman. Um, anyways, let's talk about the poem. I think the poem is very appropriate for today, which is New Year's Eve, because New Year's is a time when we reflect. We reflect on everything that happened in the past year and everything that's going to happen in the coming year. And uh, this poem is very much about life, and it's very reflective. Uh, well, poetry is a reflection on life, I think, in general. But it's all about work, um, and that's what we do. The majority of our time, we're, when we're awake, we're working. That's, think about last year, what did you do? You, you worked, I'm sure, lots. And think about what's going to happen in the coming year. Yes, you're going to work a lot. And that this poem is all about work. Um, I think it gives us a proper biblical perspective on work and wealth and the accumulation of it through work. Uh, you'll notice as we read that this woman was a worker. Uh, that's all the poem mostly was about her working, working really hard, uh, a lot, getting up early, staying up late, um, working wisely with uh, investing and getting returns. Um, and accumulating wealth. So uh, work is important 
It's one of the, it's the first institutions of God in the Garden of Eden. He gave work to Adam and Eve to keep the garden. Um, but our perspective on work can be very uh, skewed. And I think that uh, in, in a culture like America, where commercialism is encouraged by every um, ad and store we go to, uh, our perspective on work can be can be off because we can think of work as a way to get a bunch of stuff, a means to getting stuff. But that's not the perspective on work the Bible's giving here. Really, three things uh, I want to focus on from this poem, and that the meat of it's in 20 through 24. And it's three reasons to work hard and accumulate stuff. Three reasons to be an Eshet Heil like this woman who's working really hard. First reason's in 20. She is not afraid, or no, sorry, 20. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy to be able to be a blessing to others. She has the ability, because she's worked really hard, stayed up late, gotten up early, accumulated a bunch of wealth, she has the ability to give to the poor and the needy and bless them. That's the same for us. That's, that should be one of our motivations for working hard and for trying to accumulate wealth, to be able to bless the needy. Uh, second reason, verse 21. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. For her household is clothed with scarlet. This is preparedness for the future. Nobody ever knows what the future holds. uh, But we know it's going to hold adversity. So accumulation of wealth, working hard to accumulate wealth, enables us to be prepared for the future and to be sustained through the cold, through the winter, where we don't have crops in season and we don't have sun warming us. Emergency preparedness, future preparedness. That's a reason to work hard and accumulate wealth, to be prepared for the future. We see that also uh, later in the poem where it says she laughs at uh, the future. Where was that? Um. (laughs) Or no, it says she's not afraid of the future, right? No, that's where I read. So I'm not sure. There was another line that I thought reminded me of that topic somewhere in here um but let's just not try to find it now but it's it's in the second half of the poem uh and then the third reason she makes tapestries for herself her clothing is fine linen and purple her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land this is uh honor so her husband is and her she's wearing purple clothing right Uh, That's a uh, social status symbol. Um, And her husband is sitting in the gates among the elders of the land. Uh, The gates, city gates, are the, the, like the legislature. That's where all the decisions are made. The elders are the rulers of of the land. And they discuss topics and they make decisions. Well, her husband is influential in the city gates. He has a place in the city gates because they have wealth. Because his wife has worked really hard and has accumulated wealth. She's giving her, her to her husband honor and a position of honor, and she herself has honor. That's why she's wearing purple. So we're talking about influence, positive influence on society. That's a third reason to work really hard and to accumulate wealth, to be a positive influence on society. Um, we also saw, I also saw hints of that later on in the poem, too. Um, I think, yeah, verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. Talking about how she has in a position of honor. Um, so there you have it. You have the um, poem about work, the Ashit Chayel, um, and we have 
uh, a proper perspective on work and wealth. Three reasons why we would work hard and accumulate wealth. To be a blessing to the poor, firstly. Secondly, to uh, be prepared for the future. And thirdly, to have influence in society. Thank you for listening. Have a good evening. <laughs>